0: Yeah, 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 absolutely. What sort of stuff leading up to it did you want to make sure to get down?
1: Yeah, okay, so um, I...
2: So what my condition
1: is like a... It's a, a terminally severe case of... MECFS, cfs um, myalgic encephalomyelitis slash chronic fatigue syndrome, which is a, a, frankly, abhorrent fucking label for what this condition actually is um, for so many fucking reasons. Um, and the the shape of the progression of the illness has been like a decline in my, like, energy levels and sort of, like, processing capacity um,
2: that was, like,
1: gradual um, and exacerbated by, like, many, like, you know, uh, things going on in my life um, until I hit a point where I could no longer uh get out of bed uh without crashing without overexerting myself um and i i didn't know what the fuck was happening to me i consumed a lot of information about this condition very quickly and um i realized i was basically like fucked (laughs) um that I I had already hit a point where, like, I not only could I not get out of bed, I couldn't so much as, like, reach for a, a glass of water without overexerting myself. I couldn't get up to go to the bathroom. Um, and I pushed myself to do that shit anyway. And it, like, put me into this, like, degenerative spiral that I've been in for, like, eight fucking months. And it's hard for people to conceptualize that because... They can see and hear me, and I sound lucid often. Um but I can feel it getting worse. And it's also like an occult condition that is still mostly diagnosed as like a diagnosis of exclusion, and there are only like a handful of specialists, you know, in in the country, um, and my family has not made it a priority to see those specialists and. Neither have I, frankly, because, like, I spent a month, you know, in peer support groups learning everything I could about this condition from people who were afflicted with it. And I just, it was,
2: I came to the conclusion that it was basically a waste of energy, Um, Mm -hmm. though there have been.
1: A lot of things that have happened, I guess, in that span. Uh, but how did I get here? You know, how did I get to the point where I my health became so fucked that I ended up in this place without realizing that that was happening to me, um without realizing that anything. Terrifically abnormal was happening to me, you know. That is a question that you know requires the kind of context that I I wanted to give, um, you know, that intersects with like gender concerns and disability concerns and shit too. So like, um, was that like cogent?
0: Yeah, it was. Um, Okay. I don't know. That's definitely yeah. No, um, sorry. Where 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 were you going to go from there? Okay,
1: so I was going to rewind a bit. Like, yeah, I am
2: because these these
1: groups that I was participating in they were full of people who were coming to these spaces asking questions about like, oh, I've noticed like. I am you know, my I, I can't exercise as often as I could before. like, I, I can't go to the gym multiple days in a row. I feel too fatigued to do that. Is that like a, you know, this is presenting a a disruption in my life that is noticeable uh, in such a way that I, I am being prompted to wonder if there is something.
2: Specific wrong
1: with my health. Um, I would see, you know, all kinds of posts like that, and I would get insanely fucking jealous because, you know, these are mostly, like, cis people (laughs) Um, saying stuff like that. Whereas, like, for me,
2: you know... uh, Um... I dealt with
1: what? I dealt with comorbid, you know, gender dysphoria and autism um, and PTSD, all of which went like completely undiagnosed. Uh, I dealt with, um, you know, psychiatrists just like over medicating me for a a sort of treatment, a mysteriously treatment resistant depression that would just not, you know, not go away because uh, the, you know, the gender was not being addressed, the autism, the, the PTSD, those that shit was not being addressed, um, and everybody, you know, a bunch of, like, careless and curious therapists and psychiatrists mistook it for, you know, generalized depression, anxiety shit, and I was given... A battery of over a dozen different psychiatric medications that, um very quickly,
2: sort of like debilitated me
1: to the point of, like, I could no longer drive a car. Um you know, a couple of years before i before I dropped out of college, I, I could no longer, like, drive a car because of the. You know, long-term effects of that kind of over-medication. Um, you know, the that's related to like another occult condition called post-acute withdrawal syndrome, which um, I don't know. Is that something that you're familiar with?
0: It's one I haven't heard about.
1: Yeah, it's like, um,
2: like, not a lot of people
1: have but it, it it is like and it, and it's not very you know it's not very well understood but it is you know it, it it is essentially like a dysregulation of the nervous system that happens when you know or you know in some cases like mine when people are like exposed to like a bunch of different you know
0: Like,
1: Different it's sorts obviously of... not just psych drugs, but it's, you, you know, all kinds of yeah, substances.
0: Wikipedia lists alcohol, opiates, benzodiazepine, antidepressants, mm-hmm. and other substances.
1: Yes. Yeah. 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 Totally. It's, um, and, the method of sort of like triggering that like runs very counter to the way like a lot of psychiatrists operate where they, you know, they will just keep throwing medications at you until something works and that approach, you know, it works for a lot of people but for people like me it it was disabling it 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 was um it put my body and my nervous system through an in, incredible amount of stress, and had like long-term effects that came to sort of like define my my conception of my my health. Um. Uh. In
2: I I like I I mean for one I I would. Um,
1: you know, I would avoid like any kind of medication, uh, even, or even stuff as innocuous as like pain medication, I would probably, I would tend to avoid sometimes necessarily, sometimes unnecessarily, um, because of how badly this situation fucked me up, um how much harder it made it for me to think and to like process information and and how you know this directly preceded me like dropping out of college and everything um
2: um and that so that, that's
1: one that's and that's only one layer right then you know I that is something that's happening to me as I'm like leaving college, leaving New York, leaving my relationship with my, you know, my cis woman girlfriend and entering into, you know, my next relationship, um which you know, and then entering into the the pandemic, which um
2: you know became so, so you
0: um, you so you had the sort of um you started to develop um your uh, c f slash uh, c f s slash m e. Like around the beginning of the pandemic?
1: I'm actually, I'm not sure. I'm not sure when I developed it because um, the way CFS works or is like theorized to work in a general sense, it's, uh, you know, it's often like a post viral condition. Um, Right. uh, I've never had, you know, COVID as far as I'm aware, um, though a lot of people who have had COVID have gone on to develop CFS or, you know, develop, you know, long COVID symptoms that overlap intensely, you know, with, you know, with CFS. Um, But I, I don't know. And I don't, I don't know if I, I don't think I can know. Um, I may, it's possible. I, I developed it in high school. It's, possible I developed it before that it's possible I developed it in in college because it's just what what I'm trying to communicate here is that it's been it was like impossible for me to disambiguate um, this
2: general like health
1: decline I was experiencing until it was basically too late um, because of the accumulated like minority stress related to being, you know, a neurodivergent like disabled trans woman, um you know the the I've been doing kind of a clumsy job at it because it's it's really hard to focus, um but you, you know the approach the the post acute withdrawal syndrome that arose from being over medicated is directly tied to gender dysphoria that nobody was interested in diagnosing um uh, which you know just compounded the fucking misery that i was already experiencing as a result of the dysphoria and was you know further disabling and then i you know i got into this abusive relationship that you know um yeah this is the next place to go with this is um you know i i you know i i gave this person a lot of credit that they didn't deserve because they were like the first trans person that I was ever close to. And they, you know, they helped me, you know, discover my identity as a trans woman. And they took me shopping for clothes once, um, and bought me some cheap costume jewelry that I could wear. Um, you know, meanwhile, you know, still like tacitly expecting me to like, fulfill very 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 similar like gender roles um you know sexually and otherwise you know to what i had been expected to do you know in prior relationships and like um you know i'm not i'm not going to get into like everything that they did to me but the way that relationship ended um was incredibly like like scorched earth kind of fucking like traumatic
2: and um, damaging like they spent
1: a year and a half abusing me and then on the other side of it you know to get away with it accused me of, you know, being an abuser uh, and made such a, you know, such a convincing show of it that my entire, like, or very nearly my entire social support system that existed up to that point, like, it didn't just collapse, it inverted itself on me, where friends I had had for nearly a decade at that point um you know who su- who supported my you know transition who who were very who, who I you know who I who made themselves available to me to you know talk about what I was going through um often and you know one of them was like a nursing student who like provided crucially a lot of like support for me dealing with some of my, like, health issues um, that I wasn't getting from, you know, doctors and therapists and shit. Um, All of a sudden, these people were, you know, not just abandoning me, but, like, harassing me and joining in on, like, internet, like, dogpiling and harassment, you know, campaigns against me that my abuser was running to,
2: you know, to scorch the earth such that not a trace
1: of what he had done remained, and I was, you know, I was lucky-ish. I mean, I I, I don't think of myself as being a lucky person, um, but I did have, I, I I did very quickly develop some very strong. Friendships, mostly with new people, with a and also with a couple, and and reaffirmed a couple of like long-standing friendships, uh, including um, with my current partner,
2: um, that were
1: able to build me back up from somebody who had been like gaslit into thinking that.
2: You know, Faye was a a
1: shameful, disgusting monster rapist who was incapable of knowing fair own mind and incapable of recognizing. You know the ugly truth of what I was. Um, that's where I was when that relationship ended. I, I was,
2: I was convinced that I was a, a monster. You know,
1: in a way that I, from what I understand, is not uncommon
2: for girls like me who go through abusive relationships and, like,
1: you know, I I, I had already been, like, you know, pedophilically abused by, like, a cis woman who got away with it by, you know, framing me as an aggressor in in a way that I, you know, I accepted because I didn't have another lens through which to understand what had fucking happened. Um, you know, I, I was,
2: I, I can't put into words how, how devastating that was. It was, it was like, there was,
1: I mean, I was, I, I I was calling like rape crisis hotlines every other day for a year afterwards. Um, and I was. frantically trying to, like, rewrite the narrative of what had happened in that relationship, you know, fast enough that I could, you know, survive long enough to not kill myself out of, like, this, you know, gaslit, panicked shame. and mm-hmm. that was sort of that became like the sort of structuring thing in my life was oh I I have there I have barely survived this abusive relationship. I have made good friends who have, you know, I mean you know, my abuser kept me off of HRT. I got on HRT after that relationship ended um, at my friend's insistence. Uh, and it was something I was very grateful for. Um, uh, and it was
2: something I came to also because, you know, I, I, I had been made too afraid to
1: desire like you know a different kind like a a a a woman's you know body for myself because you know my abuser convinced me that i didn't deserve something like that that like you know and i was so alienated from thinking about things that way that you know what pushed me over the edge to try hrt was learning about like specifically the like mental health benefits of it and then you know after i experienced that everything else sort of fell into place i very quickly was like oh shit yeah i do want uh breasts and i i can think about my body in terms of how i want it to change what I what I like about it what I don't like about it I you know very shortly afterwards realized I I wanted to get like FFS and vaginoplasty and stuff and I I set the process in motion for those things very 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 quickly um and I was yeah I mean it it felt like
2: i was trying to like outrun something that i was trying to convince myself uh that i was worth um worth
1: being alive i guess um that i deserved to live um that i deserved to have friends that i deserved to have safety, um,
2: that I deserve to have, that I deserve to want things, Um, and I only made it so far um, in that process, Uh, and
1: That, you know, re- recovering from my abuse, trying to deal with like constant like suicidal and homicidal ideation, you know, coming from that, trying to, um When I say homicidal ideation, I mean wanting to kill my abuser. <laughs> um, I don't mean in a general way. <laughs>
2: um I, um,
1: you know, being consumed with, that, uh, you know, I mean, I, I don't want to, I don't want to overstate it. Like I, I was getting happier. I, I was, um, engaging with new interests. I, I was, you know, relishing my freedom to, uh,
2: You know, you know, to actually
1: fucking transition um, to engage uh, and to, you know, to call myself a woman without feeling like I had to apologize for it or without feeling like I was always going to be inferior to him, who was, you know, positioning himself as basically the the real you know, if not the real woman, at least the person who could really understand women's experiences and
0: uh, Who had some kind of claim to it.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. In a way that's like very fucking common with
2: um, trans-misogynistic
1: you know TME trans abusers Um, or even just like people who have a lot of like like unexamined trans misogyny Um, yeah he felt like he had a claim to it that i didn't you know he expected me to segregate myself from women he expected me to never talk about what uh you know about you know insecurities about my body and he framed it in terms of like instructions like You know, you don't want to trigger, you know, people's, like, body dysmorphia or eating disorders or whatever. And it's, like, bro, like, I had a fucking undiagnosed eating disorder (laughs) through, like, all of college. But I was never allowed to think about it in those terms because... You get it. Um, Yeah, yeah, And then, yeah, it was just... Rebuilding myself from the ground up, um, feeling very unsafe, you know, in any any sort of like social capacity outside of a handful of mostly trans friends, or, um, you know, I had a cis woman friend who was herself, um, you know, a an abuse survivor and you know also had like a handful of other like you know marginalizing factors that gave us some like common ground for her to not be like a total fucking asshole to me um (laughs) when we were talking about shit though there was like a power dynamic in that relationship that was a source of like consternation (laughs) for me um uh yeah, I when you're calling rape crisis hotlines every other day you know it's it's hard to note how significant it is when you find yourself asking your live-in partner um to cook meals for you more and more often. Uh, it's hard to notice how much harder it is to work up the energy to go for a walk. Um, you know, it, it, it's hard to... It's hard to understand the significance of... Um, Your anxiety around participating in, you know, dating situations. I mean, like, I'm, you know, I'm polyamorous. Like, I'm, uh, not that I ever got much of an opportunity to, you know, explore that in, like, a real sense, Uh, but, you know, I am, uh, and I, you know, I wanted, you know, to meet
2: you know, different different
1: people. Um, but I, you know, I was always wondering, like, is this person going to hurt me? Um, and that made it hard to understand. Like, hey, like there are probably also like. There, there's like a progression of health issues that is making it harder and harder to conceptualize going out on a date at all because the idea of a date is becoming like more exhausting in a way you can't understand because, um, the lens you have to think about everything is like this the static sense of like, oh, you've got the 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 withdrawal shit that is what it is and imposes certain rules on, you know, what you can drink and what you can, you know, you can't drive, but like, whatever. It's not, you know, it's a thing that tends to get better over time rather than worse. Um, That and the anxiety of like, am I going to get hurt? Is this person, is my abuser who already destroyed my life once you know are are they somehow going to manage to do it again uh or or are my new friends or my new partners or whatever are they going to you know somehow find like my abusers like fucked up call-out posts about me and abandon me and 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 trigger that feeling of like, Oh my God, my life is fucking falling apart again. Um
2: you know, it, it it's
1: yeah, it was just impossible to notice that progression because it was happening against that backdrop, and it was so gradual. um and it was happening, you know, because of all of that stress in large part too like the way that cfs progresses is you know it's directly tied to exertion and stimulation and shit like that like you 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 go over a limit of stress and ex- exertion and shit and your you know your
2: symptoms Flare up sometimes temporarily,
1: sometimes permanently. Um, and your baseline for how much energy you have to expend before the next time that happens
2: goes down. Um,
1: you know, and just repeat, 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 repeat. And when you're caught in a situation like I was, you know, I couldn't escape the I I couldn't I could not relax I was working as hard as I could to process my shit to get to a place where I could um but I couldn't it wasn't possible it wasn't possible to not get worse um and but again it was gradual and I didn't you know, I didn't think to bring it up to anybody because, you know, I didn't think I would get any answers that were useful from anybody because I had, you know, already had a, a long history of like doctors being terrifically unhelpful at often at best and, you know, extremely damaging at worst. Like my interface with, you know, the healthcare apparatus um uh and i just i just figured it was kind of normal for me to be miserable um i was very discouraged um even as i you know i i was still having some fun. I was developing interests that I was like very, very, very passionate about. Um you know, I, I I was you know, delighting my fucking senses with like you know, comic books and movies and anime and shit, uh, and you know, engaging with it in ways that were very
2: that made me feel
1: like I had a perspective, like I like I existed. Um, but, you know, it, it wasn't enough. It wasn't enough relief. Um, and then, you know, to cope, or, you know, to try to do something about that, you know, overall very miserable state I was in, um, I tried to... I decided I wanted to try like Adderall again, um, you know, to medicate my ADHD, work on my like executive function issues, and you know, try to you know give myself like that kind of you know structural boost to improve my situation. Uh, and it totally fucking backfired. Like I I took one dose of it around april last year and immediately it caused like an enormous fucking flare in my like withdrawal symptoms that was just absolutely like horrific i mean i i was in a state like akin to like acute withdrawal for like a week and then after that like a lot of the like you know, other sort of like post-acute withdrawal type effects that had gotten worse lingered and didn't go away. And around the same time I sustained a neck injury too, like a, like a, a whiplash injury that wasn't, it wasn't serious. It wasn't, you know, under normal circumstances, it would be something that somebody could very easily recover from. But like those two huge stressors on my body back-to-back um, back after I had already become so debilitated that I basically couldn't cook for myself. Um, you know, put so much strain on my body that within a week after my injury, I, I fell bedridden and never recovered. Um,
2: And, yeah, I just, I, I hope a picture is emerging of how all of these factors, like, just totally
1: confounded any, any possibility for me to understand what was wrong with me.
2: Yeah. No, yeah, exactly. I think there's, it's the kinds
0: of, um, I don't know, um, you know, like being disabled and having to sort of interact with medical systems while also dealing with, um, being sexed in a way that is not, uh, perceived well by, uh, the the people that are that are that are doing that that sort of medical work um, oh god yeah is is really really confounding and just like um, essentially like impossible like it it really does just fuck you up and mm-hmm. um,
1: yeah yeah I mean, and it, it happens it's like, in a new- it's like
0: the reason why there's like you know really marked like uh you know um the 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 outcome the health outcomes for trans folks are just like so so, so uh like compared to um compared to cis people uh with sort of like comparable situations, um because yeah, you have i don't know, i mean it's it's there's there's all sorts of analogous cases, right um yeah, that makes sense of you know bias in healthcare provision having just you know really astonishing like effects on on patient outcomes.
2: And, yeah. Um,
0: yeah?
2: No, I, um, I really uh, appreciate,
1: like, that lens, because it actually, it actually is a little bit hard for me to think about it in terms of the kind of bias that you're talking about. I mean, even though, like, I've been... You know, over the last eight months, especially, I've been like trans, broken, armed so many fucking times, um, yeah. and it didn't—you know—it it hardly registered except as an annoyance because I—I I, was—I'd already basically accepted that there wasn't anything the doctors could do for me at that point anyway. Um, you know, like even cis people dealing with like this level of like severity yeah. or, or even you know milder forms still just are they don't like the doctors do not they they are just the fucking enemy and in in a lot of ways like they are just so terrifically yeah uh, yeah yeah, I mean yeah I mean I had therapists try to convince me to detransition when I was talking about transitioning uh early on and then later on oh I had doctors who would like make very creepy fucking comments about uh my body and it's like, oh okay. Like
0: Yeah, I had um These are just
1: two small examples. <laughs> like
0: my my first or er, when I I disclosed to my pain management doctor that I was trans, um um he he said to me, um oh you know uh I, I'm from Brazil. That was popular there way before it was here. <laughs>
1: Oh my god!
0: <laughs> um, and then like, yeah, to the be per, to be to be pretty unprofessional along some other lines, just uh, with respect to he's like talking about you are giving up such privilege. You know, it's so great to be a man, and I'm like, okay, dude. Uh, <sighs> yeah, like that. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm not going to. Um, yeah, no, it was uh, no, it's it's fucking right, and that's that's like you know that for the most part hasn't. Um, affected the care that I've received from him um, I think I, I I am sort of suspicious he did try to give me antipsychotics um, for pain uh, which I I found like one like small like case study of some like elders in a like nursing home that were taking uh, this antipsychotic who had like improvements in chronic pain and I was like I don't know if this is like I was like, "Is he just giving me antipsychotics because he
1: thinks I'm crazy? Because right, yeah, trans, or I mean, is this bitches actually love a... <laughs> <laughs> bitches um, love to fucking diagnosis with like psychotic like disorder? Like, like yeah. I said er- earlier, like I had, you know, yeah, yeah. Like, psychiatrists started to... diagnose me with schizophrenia, which, like, you know, I'm like, there are." trans people who are schizophrenic and that's whatever but like i was not (laughs) um yeah and 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 they you know and it's funny how that that what what i'm talking about happened you know before i transition but like i don't know it, it is fascinating the way that like transphobia and, like, transmisogyny and shit, like, operate in similar ways on, you know, both sides of the sort of, like, inflection point of, like, trans self-identification and shit.
0: Yeah, yeah, I mean, I think it, it comes back to, I mean, at least this is, right, I mean, this is my heuristic for thinking about it, right, is it has to do with, like, what sex is in terms of how it is a phenomenon that structures social relationships and that like it is not a sort of straightforward um like a simple sort of like hierarchy of of freedoms but it's like a hierarchy of like a, a contentful hierarchy right where there are particular things that are proper to you know each position and um those things sort of like cash out in a way that um that, that make it so that like you you can from the you know ostensibly privileged position end up in a like you know very like dangerous position based on mm-hmm. um if others are are sort of suspicious of your uh your adequacy for that or the the appropriateness of your classification
1: yeah right? and isn't um, it and isn't it kind of a wonder that the way that that you know that that You know, that that
2: uh, system of social relations, like, just happens to redound to, like... (laughs)
1: <laughs> what I'm 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 doing like a a coy thing where I'm like talking about like, and I don't know how married I am to this, but like talking about like
2: trans misogyny as a sort of like as like not an
1: accident, but like rather something that is like structurally yeah, no, like mean, built in
0: yeah no um, I, I yeah, I mean, I think that it's you you end up with right, like trans it is not just sort of like a mistake that you know, given all these sorts of things you would need to have the the sort of fact
2: that it is um I don't know the the fact that these things are um. how to describe it, right? The fact that these things are, um...
0: Sorry, I'm, like, the worst at, um... (laughs) putting these words together. No, but, like, um, I don't know, like... Like... Like,
2: like, I,
1: I, I don't know, I get... Like you know i i, I don't e- even now knowing that there's like not a lot of consequence to my speech because like you know what is anybody going to do fucking kill me like i'm already dying you know um but like i am paranoid about talking about like trans misogyny as like a uniquely sort of like punishing and invisibilized and like structuring
2: force that like um i don't know like i can i like crank on a little bit about some like
1: some shit that i've observed about the way people talk about like yeah go social justice issues around gender yeah go for it cool okay so like one of the thing and w- one of the things i was interested in doing um like i like i i tried like i was in dsa for like a little bit um and like it it became something that was, like, no longer tenable for me after everything that happened with my abuser. Like, we were we were in it together. We were never, like, heavily, heavily involved, but I did, you know, he made friends with some people in those groups that I didn't want to encounter, and I was not, like, I didn't feel sort of, like, comfortable in my own skin in that environment anyway, and also just, like, I mean, whatever, DSA, it's, like, You know where I am. You know, uh, there's there's like a whole lot of fucking like ex-military people who are like, oh, it's who have like no engagement with the like dissonance between like, you know, ostensible like social justice progressive organizing and you know having been in the fucking. US military you know what I mean like it, I, I couldn't do it but one one thing I eventually like decided I wanted to do um, as a way of sort of like dipping my toes back into having any kind of like social existence at the same time as trying to you know live in accordance with my values trying trying to you know make a difference tm uh you know and and i put that little bit of stink on that um on that phrase because like i mean up to that point i had already like literally like saved my partner from like an abusive household that would have like rendered them like dead or homeless um you know within the near future i mean uh whatever it's a counterfactual but like yeah and and also like you know getting a lot of my trans friends to like consider hormones and like you know i i was doing enough but i didn't feel like i was doing enough But also, like, I kind of just wanted to get out of the fucking house. So, um, I, which I was never able to do, ultimately. But what I was, like, considering doing was organizing for, like, reproductive justice shit with, like, a local organization here that seemed, like, pretty good, pretty chill. Um and you know, all, all of this all of the anxieties I, you know, talked about earlier about like being around people, being in a in any in any social setting that wasn't my mostly trans friends who know my shit and know that, you know, my ex is a fucking Lying rapist. Um, you know, all all of that applied, um, but I still wanted to do it because I wanted to get over my fear of being in
2: public. Um, being around people. Uh, but... Something I was thinking about at the time um,
1: was like, okay, what is my relationship? You know, I, I, I'm I'm kind of tired of like
2: suspending my like the 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 question of my stakes uh, related to. You
1: know organizing, which I, or, or or I'm not sure how else to put that. like Gestation?
2: I, 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 huh?
0: Gestation.
2: Can you say that one more time? Gestation. How do
1: you mean?
0: Oh, like, um, uh, I mean the, the I guess like the object of sort of like reproductive justice, right? Yeah. Um, right. Yeah, or or, I mean, or what, what, I guess, one of the objects of reproductive justice.
1: Right. I um, mean, yeah, I, I was tired of going into these environments and like feeling like I had to act like these were things that didn't concern me and things that it was my job to,
2: you know, um
1: th- that i was supposed to do you know a bunch of work for a bunch of other people's causes without anybody bothering to think about you know what i and people like me might need and like y- you know people like mae peterson on twitter have like talked about you know this concept of like transfeminized debt as it exists within like social justice communities that we are a, a resource to do work for other people's causes. uh, But, you know, it's, it's, we're hardly ever the, the subject that is being like organized around. And I was, I was thinking about abortion um, because the, the organization that I, I was, you know, in, in the, stages of like joining or like organizing with was like specifically like an abortion fund that you know did a lot of work on that issue particularly
2: and I was like like obviously obviously
1: I mean I I feel that pressure even now to disclaim that I'm you know don't worry i'm i'm you know i am pro choice i'm pro abortion like firmly as if that you know <sighs> yeah. uh, uh,
2: as if that's something that needs to be clarified um uh Can I let me collect my thoughts for a second. You're fine Um.
1: I'm sorry if this disorganization is going to make it hard to sort of like edit this episode.
0: No, no, no. it's no more or less. it's It's all the same.
1: Okay, gotcha. That's that's reassuring to hear. Yeah. It's
0: like, we are, we are it's running um quite a bit long at this point though, and I do need to um get going at, at some point tonight. Um so we might want to try to wrap things up in a little bit, but um,
1: gotcha. Yeah, totally, totally. We can
0: we can finish these thoughts and yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean I um
2: Yeah, I
1: I was like, okay, let's let's act like we actually let let me pretend for a second that I exist in a world that like gives a single shit about, like trans women's reproductive
2: needs. like
1: what what are those? I don't see a lot of people talking about that. I don't even see a lot of other trans women talking about that kind of stuff um and when i do see it it um
2: you you know it
1: it stops at i I don't want to frame this as like a a thing that's like bad um but it, it it is mostly concerned with like well, you know, obviously, like the 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 degree of social support that and and material support that most trans women have access not like sufficient for, like raising a family or, you know, having a family or or, you know, having children even outside of a structure, like a like a family in a traditional sense, um, you know, storing our, fucking sperm or whatever which just makes me want to fucking fucking vomit to like talk about because it makes me feel so dysphoric um not that you you know and those are my personal feelings obviously um i don't want to project that onto anybody else um but i imagine i'm not the only one who feels that way who who doesn't want to be even in, in a sort of roundabout way like that and Inseminator, <laughs> um, uh, You know, that stuff is prohibitively expensive, um, you know, for the people who want to access it. Uh, um, and, you know, or, you know, we have to undergo in many places, you know, sterilizing procedures to be able to legally change our gender. Um, and like these are all obviously, like very important things to emphasize that, you know, really do not, from what I can see, get any sort of, like, real consideration within the... the mainstream of reproductive justice. Activism, though, that is just from my sort of keyhole,, uh,
2: you know, into that kind of stuff. But I, I I wanted to like
1: what what if we I want, I wanted to take that a little bit further and ask the question of like what if we pretended like trans women have a stake in. abortions like the question of like access to abortions that extends beyond our stake in other people's access to them like you know and, and and that that is like the way that you know trans issues have been incorporated into more mainstream modes of that kind of discussion is like oh like it's not just cis women who can get pregnant it's not just cis women who desire who need access to you know abortions and you know other other kinds of like reproductive care and support you know trans masculine people need that stuff too and it's like yeah that's that is true um it's also it seems true that a lot of that inclusion is being you know, stated in, like, cis-sexist terms that don't account for
2: the... I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with that exactly, but it's, like... Well, hang on. Like, this... Cis women have access in, you know, in
1: X number of probably relatively small instances, have access to like uterus transplants um,
2: that. So what, you know,
1: what is going on that it has never been, like, a priority to give us access to that kind of shit, too? I feel petty saying this. I feel so fucking petty saying this, but it is, like, how many fucking trans women are out there fucking, like, achingly like yearning over like the y- y- you know for the means of pregnancy for like the means of you know the choice that we hold to be every cis woman's right if we're you know in if we if we are inclined towards you know pro choice activism or you know, thought, um y- You know, why why does that not amount to anything in terms of like a push? Why are we expected to pretend like we don't feel like that? You know, uh, and and like, the you know co co-emergent with my interest in this kind of organizing, I you know I was watching a a, a TV show that was like very much,
2: you know. Oh my fucking god! I'm.
1: I feel embarrassed bringing this up, but it's not actually embarrassing because you know, fuck it, like I, I was watching a do you know do you know what Precure is?
0: No, I don't think so.
1: Okay, this is like a a long-running sort of like meta-series of like children's like anime magical girl show um, in Japan that is like You know, it's like pretty good. I was like clued into it by like some of my more like enthusiast friends. Um, and there was like an entire like season of this that was produced under a sort of like natalist remit to, you know, encourage girls to become mothers or whatever. And, uh, you know, the team that was making the show took that remit, um, and, created something that was
2: affirming of of and dignifying of the
1: the, you know, desire for motherhood and the process of like pregnancy and childbirth in a way that I had never seen in anything before and in a way that like was, it it got me thinking about what I wanted, you know, or or what I was upset that I was missing. Um, And it's the reason it's embarrassing to talk about this is because like it dovetails so neatly with like trans misogynistic notions of like trans women's desires being you know rooted in fictional portrayals of women you know rather than a sort of like real womanhood that we come to naturally the way that you know in under a transmisogynistic paradigm you know cis women uh do and trans masculine people are entitled to um um I and it just like, realizing that this was like a sort of structuring absence within like repro justice thought that um you know and it's easy to dismiss it as like a uh oh because it involves like you know like involved like expensive surgery or whatever like you know it's not something like it's it's easy to dismiss it on those grounds or like oh like you know not everybody is going to end up with access to it like like
2: (sighs) Sure, but nobody's even really
1: fucking tried. Like, nobody's even really tried to, like emphasize that as something that we are allowed to want, except for, you know, some of us within our own spaces. Um, And you know, what that does, it doesn't just alienate us from, You know, a, a conception of, of our of our lives and the struggle that we ought to be involved in and, and our, you know what our, our our politics like could be. Um, it also positions us as, as people who
2: you know, do not couldn't possibly have the same kind of stakes in.
1: you know, abortion being outlawed and, and that we need to, and, and that leads to that, you know, process of like labor extraction from us that like, we are, we should be glad that we're like included, um, that we're allowed to be around. And, you know, as long as we're fulfilling our role of doing like a shitload of, work for the cause then we're justifying our place um but you know it's it's never really allowed to be for us um and well,
0: and i think that a lot of the problem of it is um i mean this is like my own sort of like soapbox um uh perspective on a lot of these questions is um I think that a lot of people kind of have a, um, mis, a, you know, apparently, um, not actually, but apparently, uh, common sense naturalism about sex in some capacity that I think on topics like reproductive justice, where it's, um, you know, kind of, uh, really like, um. Where it's, where it's like a little bit more practical or where there's, you know, um, maybe practical isn't the right word. But there's just a there's there's a lack of. Um, the, the. The sort of questions about what sex is. um they, they they don't really you know they 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 don't get brought up as much, um, and we just sort of let that let that kind of common sense. Uh,
1: yeah yeah like we, we assume just kind of let that, that like, chill
0: and and yeah. there's there's not like a you know there's actually there there is actually I'm surprised that like it didn't get more sort of play. Um, there was a intersex trans woman who. Um, was able to get pregnant and give birth um that is like a thing that has happened so like right like the, you know in like you you sort of right it's like what what do we mean when we talk about all those different things it's like no like those those things are you know people think of the sexes as if there is like a thing that is the sex and it's like no there's like thousands of little individual parts that all go together Mm -hmm. that all don't go together that all sort of like are working in like these like insanely weird like you know um you know sometimes they're working together sometimes they're working against one another there's just like all sorts of different ways that this thing can that these things can happen and the the fact of the matter right is that like it, it can go so many different ways and you know, so like, what's what? What is like, right? Like, what are like the trans women's stakes in abortion? It's like well, there's, you know, been like a case of you know a trans woman being able to get pregnant. There's, you know,
1: yeah, there there is there are these cases of like,
0: you know, it could happen. Um, yeah, like
1: and maybe, there, from what I understand, there are even small like trial cases that exist of like you know trying to do uterus transplants for trans women, and it's like oh, like. You know, it's it's not enough because it's it's never we're we're never given enough. you, you know we we being people with marginalized health concerns or you, you know, bodily concerns it's it's never fucking enough, but it is like enough to know that like, if we could push. Harder for it. We could get more. we 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 could we could find out more answers to these questions, and we can, you know, like, live in that reality where it's like, yes, like, trans women fucking like need abortions, too. And like, there there is a way that I, I want to, like frame it also that, like, like it's framed as our it's framed as not being our concern because it's taken for granted that our like our concerns have already been like ruled against and you know other people's are what is like up for debate but if you know if you view it in terms of like yeah our our th- the question of our, you know, our right to choose or whatever was already, it wasn't even asked. It was answered prior to the rest of this shit by, you know, the just overawing, like, power of, like, cis sexism and trans misogyny that, like, does exactly what you said about, like, over determining what certain bodies are capable of and what we're even able to think of them as being capable of. um but it's like no, it's not like we're we're not in like the privileged position here. you, you know we we're we're not not affected um even if our access to, like, hormones and shit wasn't contingent largely on, like, the continued existence of abortion clinics that provide fucking hormones for us, um, um, you know, it's, it's... Even aside from all of that,
2: it's... It's, um... Like... the world that gives us what we need to not be you know inferior disposable creatures um you
1: know whose best hope is to be able to be like depended on for our, you know our usefulness to other people um like that world you know is the one where everybody else is also getting what they need in terms of um you know reproductive rights and so many other fucking things i mean like i you know i am i am a communist like whatever you know what i mean i and i I, and i i'm not i don't want to so narrowly like you know limit the scope of all this shit to, like, trans misogyny because that's, you know, I'm I'm not like, I don't view that as, like, the root of all of society's fucking problems, but it is, like, a much bigger problem than most people are, like, apt to credit it as being, I guess.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think in some senses I, I sometimes it's a a Thing that I always feel trepidatious about because I do think that there's good reason in sort of putting the, you know, trans uh, prefix on there. But I do think that you can't really have, it doesn't really make sense to speak about um misogyny and trans misogyny as separate phenomena because, um, right like I've been saying, sort of baked in with the assumptions of sex are the assumptions of cisness. And so, <laughs> um you know, all misogyny is, uh, you know, sexist, And, um, yeah. Um,
2: yeah. But. Yeah. Women, women are, are
1: certain groups of people are, are women and those people are good for certain things. <laughs>
2: um, yeah. yeah. um,
1: That's kind of all I had to say about that tip. I, I really did mean it that I was like cranking on about about that uh,
2: yeah.
1: um, but um I don't know. I mean do we have time for me to talk about what my experience of my like illness has been lately or or no?
0: Not tonight. um but if you want to come back another night, we could do uh, part two.
1: I could probably do that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah. We'll do that. We'll do that. Um, awesome. Yeah. No. Um, yeah. No worries. No, this was great, but uh, very long.
1: <laughs> totally. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm...
0: No, no, it happens. It's good. It's good. It was, it was, if it was like not going anywhere, I would have intervened, but um
1: that makes sense that is really reassuring no, i
0: was i was like i was like letter cook um <laughs> you know,
1: thank you um,
0: as i say but yeah thank you um to the audience for listening thank you to amity 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 amity, amity for sharing fair's yeah. life with us um as i said there'll be a part two so you know stay tuned for that um as always (laughs) check out you know the the stuff down in the episode notes subscribe to the patreon i've got fun stuff coming got really fun stuff coming i promise you're gonna want to be subscribed there's gonna be some like some real some real heady shit coming it's gonna be good um if you want to know what i'm talking about when i go off about you know uh like all the sex stuff all the weird sex stuff it's like you're gonna get the episode where i finally say what i actually believe um but uh yeah <laughs> um yeah yeah thank you uh again to amity yeah
1: yeah no i'm i was uh, happy to happy to have this opportunity to to speak to you about all this
0: yeah, yeah absolutely um and yeah
2: good night